During the summer of economic and political discontent, I am drawn to my memories of July 1948, when a warm, sympathetic sun shone over our nation. Then Britain was coming into bloom as a modern, civilized state. And now our country rests like a lost city of the Incas, covered in the thick vines of greed and neoliberalism. In the blink of an eye, or the span of an ordinary man's life, we lost everything to enhance the riches of the entitled. It's mind-boggling and frightening that the Tories have put us and our country into such tremendous jeopardy. Hello and welcome to Harry's Last Stand, a conversation between you and me in the snug of a pub. It's hard to imagine now when Britain is fraught with indecision and pessimism that in the twilight of our empire, in 1948, and in the shadow of an austerity caused by our defense of democracy. During the Second World War, Britain was on the verge of a new beginning for me and my generation because of a Labour government. Now we stand before the chasm of Brexit because the Tories have placed us on a very narrow edge of a cliff. But back then, in my youth, something remarkable and revolutionary was occurring in this country. In the wake of our victory against fascism, everywhere you turned, in any part of our nation, you could hear the thud of hammers and the groan of spades as the welfare state was being built from the ground up. Key industries were nationalized, higher education was made accessible, and decent, affordable housing was being built for the average citizen. It took my breath away and left my friends giddy with joy. When we witnessed Clematley's Labour government make Britain for its first time in history, a nation for the many and not for the few. At the time, I was a young man of 25 who was a newlywed and newly demobbed from the RAF. After serving my country since 1941, I couldn't believe my good fortune to be alive during an era when labor changed society and made it a compassionate meritocracy. You see, I'd been born on the wrong side of the tracks, in a Barnsley slum, and had, like many of my kind, experienced more heartache from poverty than was ever described in a novel by Dickens. So for me, the most profound and changing event of my long life was the creation of the NHS on July 5th, 1948, before Attlee's Labour Party had enshrined healthcare as a right 
for all residents of Britain, the physical well-being of the poor, like me, or from the working class, were considered less important than the good health of livestock on a well-run farm. Back then, I carried both physical as well as emotional scars from living in a country where health care wasn't a human right. It's impossible for me to forget that my eldest sister's death was primarily caused because the rich just didn't care about anyone else but their right to gorge on the suffering of the poor. She died the way children die today in Yemen, or like those who died in a stairwell in Grenfell Tower, because it truly is rotten luck to not have the dosh to be safe and healthy. My sister's death sits in my memories like a pebble in one shoe, always grinding into my heart. Until Labour came to government in 1945, I couldn't believe that the working class would ever be treated as equal citizens in a society run for the benefit of the 1%. But the creation of the NHS changed my mind. When Labour established the NHS, I felt for the first time to be included in democracy and valued as a citizen by my government. 69 years on, the fabric of public health care has been torn and frayed like a pauper's coat by years of neoliberalism and the Tories' contempt for a NHS that is for all the people. The only thing that has held it together during these intolerable years of austerity and still makes it the envy of the world is the ceaseless dedication and sacrifice of its frontline workers. The NHS doctors and nurses have been through thick and thin to deliver the best health care possible. Despite Tory austerity, that has jeopardized our right to public health care. Since the NHS was born in 1948, I have seen my fair share of doctors, A&Es and hospital beds, but not until these last seven years of Tory austerity have I seen its staff so demoralized and abused by needless cutbacks and hostile restraints on their salaries. When the government has the largesse to provide BP with a £6 billion subsidy, but tells nurses they are not worth more than a 1% wage. You know who Theresa May works for, that's right. Those who control the giant corporations the Tories bribed an ultra-right-wing party with a billion pounds of unregulated giveaways to Northern Ireland, while the rest of Britain struggles in the long, dark tea time of austerity just to stay in power. They aren't a government for and by the people. 
They are a cabal of special interests, none of which aligns with yours or mine. We cannot pull the wool over our eyes any longer. We have to admit to ourselves that for Theresa May, Jeremy Hunt and the rest of the caucus and cabinet, healthcare is a luxury you don't deserve. Theresa May is no better than Donald Trump when it comes to what she will do to healthcare if given half a chance. Make no mistake, the longer that the NHS is in the hands of the Tories, the sooner my past will become the future for this generation. The NHS was created because my generation had experienced unspeakable harm during the Great Depression because of economic inequality. It's why you must never forget that the NHS is your birthright and it must be protected against those who wish to privatize it or diminish the value of those who work for it by denying proper wages to NHS nurses, doctors and other frontline staff. This Tory government shows itself to be aligned with those who wish to see our healthcare system more like the American model, where profit comes before the lives of ordinary citizens. I'm an old man whose natural life is drawing to its close. I'm not afraid of death. What I fear is the well-being of those who will survive me if the NHS is kept in Tory hands for much longer. When I was young, I saw Britain rise from the shackles of inequality, and we can do it again if we have the courage to defend institutions like the NHS. The most important way that we can help the NHS survive is to stand in solidarity with its doctors and nurses and other frontline staff that deserve to be properly paid for their services. I'm Harry Leslie Smith. Ta-ra!